Thank you for tuning in to RTM Nation Online, where we believe that you will receive the abundance of peace, prosperity, security, stability, health, healing, and truth. If you would like to learn more about the ministry, click the link below. Also, don't forget to subscribe to the channel. Now let's get into the message. You know, this year is all about stability, us being stable in absolutely every area of our lives. Uh, stability is where God wants us to be. And we know that today is a day that all across America and uh, even outside of America, people are celebrating mothers today. Um, they're choosing or we're choosing to honor mo mothers in a public fashion. Um, we take the time to reflect and think about some um, things that happened to us and things that we went through and things our mothers have done for us and uh, people send flowers and cards and now text messages. Uh, <laughs> I guess that's the cheaper way out. I'll send, I'll send you a bouquet of flowers. Did you get them, Mom? Uh, <laughs> people made dinner reservations. People are cooking all over America to show their respect for mothers, and that's a great thing. Um, I was talking to Crystal the other day, and she told me that uh, Rain uh, at her school, Rain is two, uh, at her school, they, you know how they have the kids to make gifts for their parents or for their mothers and for their fathers for each of the occasions. So she made a gift for her mother. Well, Ricky was the one who picked her up. So she walks out to him, hands it to him, and says, Happy Mother's Day. <laughs> because right now she doesn't, it's like, I, I don't get it, I don't get it, I don't get it. So she just, and Crystal said it was very difficult to get her to tell her Happy Mother's Day, because I guess she said, I've already said that. I've already given the gift, and I've already said it. Now, there it is. But, uh, <laughs> but I thought it would be wonderful today if we started back with the first mother and we move forward concerning uh, some things that I believe God has put on my heart concerning mothers today. Day. So we're going to look at Eve, who was the first mother, and we're going to go to Genesis chapter 1. Genesis chapter 1 and verse 26, because I believe that God equipped us to be uh, the mothers that he's called us to be. And I want to say this also, it's a, it's a shame that we have to do this, but it, maybe your mother wasn't the one that you thought she should be, could have been, would have been, and all those types of things, but it's still a place of honor and you should still so respect, amen? In Genesis chapter one, starting at verse 26, look at what God said. He said, then God said, let us make man in our image. And here when he says man, he didn't say the man. So he's talking about human society or human. He says, let us make man in our own image according to our likeness. Let them have, let them, notice he said, let them not let him. So let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. So we can see here that God equipping mankind, also equipped woman. He says, I made you in my image. God says, I also gave you dominion. God says, I also blessed you, and I also gave you an assignment. Not the only assignment, but this is an assignment. He says to uh, multiply and replenish the earth. 
multiply and replenish the earth. And it's interesting because most people think that the only children that Eve, Adam and Eve had was Cain and Abel, but that's not true. He said to multiply, so they went about multiplying. Let's look at Genesis chapter 5. Genesis chapter 5, starting at verse 3. It says, this is uh, New King James. It says, and Adam lived 130 years and begot a son in his own likeness after his image and named him Seth. So here it is. Adam and Eve still having children at 130 years old. It says, listen, he's not done. After he begot Seth, the days of Adam were 800 years, and he had sons and daughters. I'm telling you, Eve was hanging in there. 800 years old, and I'm still producing babies. <laughs> what stamina she had, what resilience she had, what a... I'm, I'm here to do what God is telling me to do, even at 800 years old. I know there's some women in here be like, no way, Jose. <laughs> I thought we were done at 130. <laughs> but we have to, uh, and even at looking at this, I thought that was kind of, I thought that was kind of funny. I was like, woo, 800. I'd be like, no. No, we done. It's over with. But they were, uh, they were keeping with the assignment that God had given them. Uh, understanding and seeing him as Lord, seeing him as provider, seeing him as the one who uh, knew what he was doing when he gave the commandment, when he told them what to do, and when he made this a part of their assignment. And in, in doing so, you know, I'm sure that Eve, like most mothers, had to uh, learn how and seek God counsel concerning how to raise these children, especially at that age. I'm believing God gave her the energy, the strength, and the stamina to take care of it. Amen. <laughs> so as with mothers today, um, mothers bring a sense of stability in the home help make things balanced in the home. But I also want to bring this to your attention as well. For those who do not have a husband, but they have children, be it by divorce, or however it came about that you are uh, without a husband in the home, God still did not pull back his uh, favor concerning you. God is not, you're not missing or lacking in any area because God's intention is that, uh, we raise children in the admonition of the Lord, amen, and the fear of the Lord. So I actually want to look at Hagar. A lot of times people don't look at Hagar. Everybody looks at Sarah and uh, because she was the uh, mother of the promise uh, child, and that is very true. But let us look at Genesis chapter 2, excuse me, Genesis chapter 21. Genesis chapter 21, and we're going to start at verse 9 because Hagar went through some stuff. But she still had a child, and she couldn't neglect the child just because she was going through some stuff. She had to also depend and rely on God. Again, we look at Sarah, and we're excited about the promise, and we actually should be excited about the promise. But also, God does not forget people. God does not forget people. So in Genesis chapter 21, starting at verse 9, 
it says, And Sarah saw the son of Hagar, the Egyptian whom she had born to Abraham, scoffing. Therefore she said to Abraham, Cast out this bondwoman and her son, for the son of this bondwoman shall not be heir with my son, namely Isaac. And the matter was very displeasing in Abraham's sight because of his son. But God said to Abraham, Do not let it be displeasing in your sight because of the lad or because of your bondwoman. Whatever Sarah has said to you, listen to her voice, for in Isaac your seed shall not be called. Yet I will make, look what God said. He says, even though this doesn't look good, Abraham, even though uh, Sarah is right, you need to cast her out. He says, yet I will make a nation of the son of the bondwoman because he is your seed. So God did not toss Hagar aside. He did not toss uh, her son aside. He says, I have a plan for him as well, just because things are not working well in the house. And you seem to be the outside woman. See, God, God don't see anybody as worthless. Amen. Amen. Let's go to uh, verse 17 and verse 20. Uh, verse 17, excuse me. Same chapter. And this is after um, Abraham has given uh, Hagar some water and some food and sent her out into the desert, actually. And so uh, Hagar, of course, she's, she's like, you know, what am I supposed to do? And, of course, she's very upset. Uh, she's come down to the last of her water. She doesn't have any more food, but she's got this son. So what she did, she says, I'm just going to lay you over here to the side, and I'm going to walk away because I can't see you die like this. But then, verse 17 it says, and God heard the voice of the lad. Then the angel of God came to Hagar out of heaven and said to her, what ails you, Hagar? Fear not, for God has heard the voice of the lad where he is. Arise, lift up the lad and hold him with your hand, for I will make him a great nation. In spite of what it looks like, in spite of the fact that it looks like you don't have all that's necessary to raise a child, in spite of what the circumstances look like, God said, I still have a plan. I still have a plan for your child. And Hagar, I want you to, I want you to straighten up. Stop looking at your conditions. Stop looking at your circumstances and hear what I have to say concerning you and your child. And it says, then God opened her eyes and she saw a well of water, and she went and filled the skin with water and gave the lad a drink. So what he did is he says, listen, Hagar, let me show you something. You're not actually without. If you'll look to me, hear what I've got to say, I will make provisions for you and your son in spite of your family conditions, in spite of the fact that, that the father who, uh, who, the father of this child is not taking care of you and your son, I, God, will take care of you. And you are to look to me and to no one else concerning your provision. Mm, isn't that good? Isn't that good? Because a lot of times uh, I've spoken to single moms and, of course, they feel the heaviness of it appears that I'm alone. But God wants you to always know that you're never alone. Amen. Married or single, you're never alone. Because there are even homes where it appears like the mother is by herself raising the child because there don't seem to be any input. You know, when I think about Leah, 
you know, some of you may know the account of Leah. Um, Jacob wanted to marry um, Rebecca, but then Rachel, thank you. Wanted to, I was like, wait a minute, this is wrong. Okay, wanted to marry <laughs> Rachel, but then he worked and he was deceived and he ended up with Leah. And so uh, Jacob didn't have any love for Leah, but she kept having children thinking, maybe he'll love me after this one. Maybe he'll love me after this one. Maybe Fourth one, she finally said, I don't think this is working. <laughs> and she began to praise God where she was. So she seemed to have been an outcast too, but let me tell you something. Leah actually was the one who was the descendant that had Jesus Christ. You know it came down her line, not Rachel's. So you see, sometimes things look one way, but God is the one who has the plan for it all. He has a plan, he has a plan for it all. And so even though uh, you may have been raised by a single mom, God did not discount you just because the father wasn't present. And moms are supposed to be celebrated. They're supposed to be honored. They're supposed to be respected regardless. And as I said before, and, and it's possible that you were raised in a home where it looks like the mom wasn't doing all that you thought she should do, you know, as you compared your life to other people's homes. But understand this, when God has a plan for your life, it really doesn't matter concerning the people that perhaps surround you at the time. God has a destiny for you, and we should be ex excited and happy concerning those things. Let's look at uh, Proverbs chapter 23. I believe the word of God can say it uh, better. Proverbs chapter 23, verse 22. Proverbs chapter 23, verse 22. It says, listen to your father who begot you and do not despise your mother when she is old. He says, give, he's talking about giving respect to the mother and father because without them, you wouldn't even be here. Amen. You wouldn't even be here if it were not for them. And because you are here and because God has a plan for your life, because God wanted you to be here, then we don't look backwards and blame other people for our lives being what they are. Our lives are what they are because of the decisions and the choices that we made. Yes, say man. I'm not going to keep you long. Just want to put some thoughts in your mind so you'll learn to appreciate. You learn to appreciate. You know, learn to appreciate the fact that God decided that you needed to be here. Appreciate the fact that God has a plan for your life. Appreciate that God has decided that you need to be here on this earth for a purpose and for a reason. And we don't look back and start blaming parents because the reason I'm making this bad choice is because of what? You didn't raise me right. No, the reason you're making this bad choice is because you're making a bad choice. Amen. Because understand, understand this, there are two parent homes where children are still making bad choices. But you ought to be excited that God, that God got you here. 
He got you here, and his desire is that you impact lives wherever you go. God got you here because there is something important about your life. God's got you here because there are people waiting to hear what you have to say. God got you here because you're important to the kingdom of God. Amen, amen, amen. So whatever successes that you are experiencing at this time, thank God that you're here. Look at somebody and say, thank God you're here. Thank God you're here. And you, whereas you may not understand that purpose right now, understand that you are here for a reason. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory to God. And let us not forget that most of us mothers have become our own mothers. You all know what I mean. I'll never say that. I'll never do that. I never tell my child that. But now you see it just coming, rolling off your tongue. And you know what you say to yourself? It's appropriate. I now understand why they told me what they said. <laughs> but you know what? Interestingly enough, mothers, new mothers, you're going to have to be just a little bit wiser. Because I, just because I said so is not working today. They have 50 questions. And you know what's interesting? They're not being disrespectful. They simply just want to know why. Whereas when I used to say why, that was disrespectful altogether. Don't even ask me why. Because I'm the adult, just do what I say. But you know, the Bible says, well, you know, children go, grow wiser. They grow wiser. So they're able to, because sometimes when I, I hear Crystal talking to Rain, I'm like, do, do you know she's two? <laughs> or, or, or Rashida, I'm, look, I'm thinking, huh, that's a new breed altogether. <laughs> oh, I, I, they got to investigate everything. They got to know the why about everything. They, they, just, they just question just why, what, what does this mean? And I don't, I'm not sure if I can make a sentence and have a conversation at the age of two and one, but they have intelligence. You have to remember how old they are when they start talking. They're inquisitive, and you know they can work your, all your electronics better than you can. The three-year-old, they figure it out. So all mothers need wisdom from God to deal with this generation of children. And I'm sure that's what our parents said as well. But look at somebody and say, I'm sure you're, well, men, I guess you are. No, you know, say, I'm sure you're equipped. Because they, just because we're talking to mothers, fathers have to go along, you know. You're going to have to, you're going to have to have some, some grace and you're going to have to have some wisdom when it comes to raising children. But you know what's really interesting to me? I can still do it my way and my grandchildren are okay with it. But their parents can't do it my way because, and I don't know what that is, except for there must be a grace on a grandmother to be able to say the same thing that we said to you, and they seem to obey it. They're okay. I think you guys get stressed out over little things that we just don't care about. 
I, 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 I'm serious. It's like, oh, why are they crying like that? Don't know, don't care. That's the grandma. Don't know, don't care. Not trying to figure it out because it probably ain't about nothing. But you over there, so they ask you questions. They not asking me all those. I'm just saying that's just how it is. And you know, I'm just like, you know, y'all need to look at y'all, what is it, those baby dictionaries or whatever, encyclopedias, whatever. I said, they probably doing what they're supposed to be doing. It's okay, it's all right. But then, you know, as my children started having more children, they got all right too. You know how the more you have, the less crazy you are. It's like, <laughs> they're in the water, they drown and they're not, they all right. Y'all know, when that first baby comes along, it's like, oh. And of course, as a grandparent, I'm sitting there going, this is gonna be over soon. Because you're gonna get tired, you're gonna get stressed out, and sooner or later, you're gonna turn the light off and they will go to sleep. Y'all just don't wanna hear them screaming. You know, we, had, we, we developed a sense of where we didn't hear it. It's like, learn those cries, learn those cries. All of them don't need something. <laughs> Y'all know it's true. All those who've had adult children, we know it's true, right? They don't know all mean they don't. That cry don't mean nothing. That one, you might need to go see what's going on with them. <laughs> Man, I tell you, with, oh gosh, what is it? Eight grandchildren, and I have another one on the way due in October. Mm. It's like, they all be all right. Learn from each other. Learn from each other. <laughs> Learn from each other. <laughs> you know, most, most of my grandchildren are like under three. They are. They come to my house every Sunday. And I just let them run and scream. They like, oh, don't touch that. I'm like, mm. They just children. They just do what they do. <laughs> we got a running joke. I still hadn't filled my house up with furniture yet. They said they're not going to want to come when you fill this house up. They're not going to want to come over here because you let them run and scream all up and down the hallways, just yelling and stuff. But when you put all this furniture in, they're not going to want to come anymore. But they don't know. They're going to always want to come to my house. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Let's look at Mark. Let's continue. Let's look at Mark chapter 7. Y'all knew I had to throw my, throw my grandchildren in there. Y'all knew that. Mark chapter seven, uh, and because here Jesus is having a conversation with uh, some Pharisees concerning uh, things that they are choosing to do differently from what they were being taught to do. They, they changed, the, changed the rules up because God wants children to be responsible for parents when they're old, in their old age. Some of you may not know that. If you have the means to assist them and they need assistance, God wants you to be there to do it. Amen? So in Mark chapter 7, let's start at verse 9. I'm going to read this out of the um, Passion Bible. I wanted to read it out of a couple of translations, but let's read it out of the Passion. And this is Jesus talking. He says, and then he added, how skillful you've become in rejecting God's law in order to maintain your man-made set of rules. For example, Moses taught us, honor your father and your mother. And whoever insults or mistreats his father or mother must be put to death. But you, but you, 
But your made-up rules allow persons to say to his parents, I've decided to take the support you were counting on from me and make it my holy offering to God, and that will be your blessing instead. How convenient. The rules you teach exempt, exempt him from providing for his aged parents. So what he's talking about here is the Pharisees, uh, according to Moses, they were supposed to take care of their parents. As a matter of fact, this is the only uh, commandment you see repeated in the New Testament about honoring your fathers and mothers so that your days will be long Everyone on the too. earth. Take so two. here Jesus is talking to them about it and he, they know that they're supposed to support their parents, but to get out of supporting their parents, they said, we're going to give it in the church as an offering. He says, that's not what, but Jesus is telling them, that's not what I said. You'd have decided to do something else based upon your own rules when clearly I've told you that your responsibility or respect to your parents or honor to your parents is to take care of them when they are aged. As a matter of fact, that is one of the reasons why the Bible says you have, should have a quiver full of them. Oh. Mm-hmm. I remember when I first read that, I, I, I thought about it and I thought, hmm, what am I doing concerning my parents? What do I have the, let me put it this way, what do I have the ability to do concerning my parents? And so I made some decisions along with my brothers and my sisters to help support my parents uh, and make sure that they were well taken care of to the best of our ability. But because there are five of us, there's no heavy burden on one because there are five of us and we're able to make sure uh, that all of their needs were being met and that they had the things that they needed and that they required. And so God says that this is one of the reasons, this is a way you show respect and you show honor, which again, when I thought about it, uh, our series in our stability is, uh, uh, is so that we would learn or we're talking about finances. Why did that just leave me? Oh, Mother's Day, the theme's not up there. What is it? Think rich, live wealthy. That's another reason why we should think rich and live wealthy. God wants us to have more than we need so we'll be able to give to other people, especially people in our families. Especially be able to assist and help in those areas. That's God's, that's God's plan. That's, that's how he set things up. Let's look at uh, Psalms 127. Psalms 127. Psalms 127. Let's look at verse 3. And we'll read this out of the Passion Bible as well. It says, children are God's love gift. They are heaven's generous reward. Children born to a young couple will one day rise to protect and provide for their parents. Happy will be the couple who has many of them. A household full of children will not bring shame on your name, but victory when you face your enemies. For your offspring will have influence and honor to prevail on your behalf. Look at those instructions. That's why God tells us that he wants us to multiply. That's another reason God wants us to increase. That's why, see, sometimes we look at things from a purely selfish standpoint, but that's not God's reasoning. God used resources and money as a tool to perform his will and his commandment. Mm -hmm. 
that's what that's all about. That's what that's all for. And so, you know, some people's parents, you know, they took care of things and they don't need your assistance in those types of areas. But some haven't provided, haven't done those things. So wherever you have the ability to assist, you assist. It may not be a whole Thank bunch, you. but it could be enough. You'd be surprised as how, how $10 will make a difference. $5 will make a difference. $20 will make a difference. $100 will make a difference. Amen, amen. God says that your days will be long. And when God talks about days being long, God is talking about a life worth living. Yes. You'll have a life worth the living. And again, we do this even if your parents weren't the best that there were. God said, honor the position. Yes. Honor the position. Honoring the position itself means that your life will be blessed, means that you will have a long life, amen, a long, good life. Again, children are supposed to be a blessing to their parents in old age. I was talking to um, uh, my finance advisor, and he was talking to me about, you know, uh, you know, how far your money's gonna go and what you need to do and all that you need to invest. And I told him, I said, I'm not really worried about that. And he said, he, you know, he wasn't getting it. And finally I said, you know what? If my money run out, you know what? I'll just move in with my son, since Brian was standing there. I said, I'll just move in with him. I'm sure he'll let me stay with him. I don't think, I, I don't have a problem. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna get worried here because I have children. And they will let me move in. So you can stress over all that stuff, but I'm not fixing to do all the stuff you telling me to do and not enjoy my life at the age of 63. What's wrong with you? Why, why do you, why I gotta keep, why I gotta keep giving you more money, more money, more money? So I'll be 90 and not be able to do anything with it? <laughs> By the time I run out of money, I'll just move in with one of my four children. Right. Amen. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> and if they don't like me, they still need to honor the position. <laughs> so I'm counting on them being able to hear from God. Amen. I know there's some kids in here going, are you kidding? Don't let my mama hear that. <laughs> Again, Mother's Day is an, it's, it's an awesome day. And I just, I, you know, I wanted to kind of make it light and kind of make it simple. But understand this. Again, um, you're here because you had a mother. God has a plan for your life. And so we seek to, to seek two. that out. As mothers, be proud of your children. And if you didn't, if, listen, I taught a message once telling you that you need to be proud of yourself as a mother because you did everything you knew to do with what you had. And because you may know more, and I, I sometimes tell God, why didn't you, why didn't you tell me that? When I was having children, I don't know whether I wasn't listening, but any old ways, I, I, it, it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because God is our father. It doesn't matter whether you are a single parent. God is your husband. As a matter of fact, it do as well those who are even married to see God as their husband first. That way there's not a lot of pressure on your physical husband. 
because God is the one who's supposed to be meeting all of our needs. He's supposed to be our, he's supposed to be our sufficiency in all things. He's supposed to be our support. He's supposed to be our uh, peace. He's supposed to be our joy. That's what God is. And so when we stop putting so much pressure on others to fulfill the position that God is supposed to have in our lives, it makes it a whole lot better. So moms, I say to all of you, you've done a good job. And those who are new moms, you're doing a good job. You're doing a good job. And just watch what God do with your children as you release them to God. Don't walk in fear. Don't walk in fear. Just remember, remember Hagar. Remember that if you're a single parent, God took care of him. As a matter of fact, that, that blessing, he was supposed to have 12 princes, uh, princes to come, prince to come out, of, out of him, and he did. So God had a huge future for him, even though he was raised by a single parent. Amen. 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 We pray that today's message was a blessing to you. If you would like to help us further expand the vision, simply text the word GIVERTM to the number 41444 or visit us online at www.revealingtruth.org. Now remember, Jesus loves you.